Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, everyone, to yet another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo, and I am your resident optimistic nihilist, reminding you every day that the world is ending and you're going to die. So get your titty sucked right now. And I'm with the beautiful Flex. It is me. It's Flex. I am all about facilitating your own nut. It's a figurative and literal statement that encourages you to seek out your own pleasure and education. Wow. So in a nutshell, we're here to facilitate our own nuts, get our titties sucked before the apocalypse swallows us up. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Welcome to the church of Bobo and Flex. (laughs) Right, let's jump into it. The problem with wokeness. Okay, how did we even get into this conversation? I feel like there was a conversation a happening on your stories. Mm. Yeah, where you were talking about how you've opted out of being woke. Yeah. You've decided it's not for you, it's not your aesthetic, it's not no, your portion. You. <laughs> That's literally my new favorite phrase. Okay, not how your did you portion. Um, I don't. I think it might have been either a conversation I was having in an interview, or somebody DM'd me one of the above. But yeah. it referred to me being. Oh no, I know what it was. I know yeah. what it was. So I did this campaign um, with this fast fashion company. Essentially, it was a campaign about. Um, it was wasn't about the clothing. It was about like the ethos behind them as a brand and how they want you know all women to be celebrated as they are ordinary people don't stress about being extraordinary it's unrealistic for most of you hoes (laughs) then somebody commented (laughs) and like verbatim that's what they said (laughs) so somebody commented on a picture of me on that brand's page or on my page whichever and said oh my god um i can't believe you still wear fast fashion but you're so woke though i thought you'd be over that screaming and i was like <laughs> screaming <laughs> little did you know bitch um anyway so then i was like i couldn't find a nice way to say one you don't know me two not woke three you don't know me four not woke love it love <laughs> so it. i was like okay but i don't also, imagine there'd that be a is ton what of people woke is i'm then i'm good Honestly, like, good love, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, enjoy yourself. So I was thought to myself, okay, like let me just like clap back cutely to her personally. But I thought there would be a ton of people who'd misinterpret my activity online as being woke when it's really just communicating my journey to self actualization, and some of that includes learning about things outside of my lived experiences and then nice. sharing those with my audience, which can be misconstrued as being woke. Because the rest of you hoes don't do your research. Yeah. Anyway, so I just said on my Instagram story, I did a little post and I said, reminder, don't call me woke, especially if it's going to be used as a tool to bind me to ideologies or to control or influence my behavior from the outside in. Because that's what it is. Absolutely. Because that's not saying like, 
why don't you care about the earth? It's saying that I've projected you to be a certain person and the projection of you I have in my head behaves this way. Why are why you a normal you person? Be, yeah, basically. So I just said I'm a problematic, flawed person with room for growth. Yes, I might behave in ways that are woke adjacent, but I don't want to be bound to what it means to be woke because it's so subjective. Yeah. Like, especially with a fellow flawed person trying to tell me how to live. No, thank you. Yeah. So once I posted that, obviously I can imagine a ton of people who are part of like the Flex's work community. We're like, but what do you mean? Like you're our work queen. Like we <laughs> love God. you. Like you help us be woke too. Like tell us what you mean. So I was like, okay, I'll just put another thing in the story. So I said, this is how I defined why I don't want to be called woke. Mm. Woke implies a solid intrinsic understanding of all or interest in all things morally aligned. Mm -hmm. But those who use it for themselves or on others are often more interested in civility politics than nuance. The phrase sounds and often is performative, used as a badge of social clout and honour that is more concerned with virtue signalling, appearing good, as opposed to doing and learning about the work. If you're actively trying to subvert and unlearn all the cook shit you've been conditioned to do your whole life, slapping on the title of woke isn't going to help you. Yeah. I don't want to be bound by volatile and trend-skewed ideologies because someone has bestowed a seemingly flattering title onto me. No, thank you. There and we so have it. I wanted to clarify civility politics because it's a new term to people. Essentially, it's when people... Um, let me just read out what I wrote. It's yeah. broad, but it's often seen as making sure that your politics are as homogenous and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Who would want to live disruptive like that? as possible. So you not to disrupt or hurt the status quo. An example would be expecting a generally, a generally liberal person who advocates for progressive discussions around sexual health, race and identity politics to also be staunchly interested in the environment, improving public transport and town planning, because those are very liberal interests. Nuance is understanding the gray area is real and the discourse that comes from it is more important. So like I said, this whole woke thing, one would assume that, like, let's say I didn't care about identity politics, race, sex or gender, right? Mm -hmm. People would be like, oh my God, but why don't you know? Like, you're black. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should know about like race and stuff. Like, haven't you seen other people getting killed? Shit like that I don't care to like bind myself by because I'm not here to be someone's fucking like mammy They're... to explain to you oh or justify gosh. why things are bad, why things are good and lead you to your fucking virtuous place. I don't care what you think about yourself or me. It's not my business. Yeah. And this role you think I play in your life to be this upstanding moral citizen that either helps you in feeling self-actualized or better or does it inspire myself. Trash. Why would I care? <laughs> like me trying to be seen as a more well-rounded person by a bunch of strangers on the internet. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like you who are not my that, people. Who does that serve also? And like, like what is the obsession with people needing to... You know what it is? I just think it makes it makes it easier for people to consume and then con like you're just more palatable when you are like a mammy that can feel Yes, into when a all box. the politics are aligned in the way that makes them feel better. Exactly. Because now you're kinda like, how do I stand someone who's like not out here being, you know, a warrior for the environment? I'm sorry, bitch. Like I'm gonna die in sixty years. Let me enjoy Literally. myself. <laughs> I also think a lot of people want to be told how to live and what to believe and how to act. And once they've declared you as their role model and then you don't perform for them, they become angry. And it's like, yeah. what do you mean? I didn't sign up for this. 
Not at all. And for those who didn't understand the Mammy reference, it's not that I'm saying that Flex Mommy is pronounced Mammy. Don't do it. Oh, shit. Mammy <laughs> is M-A-M-M-Y. And def- it's one of those, like, stereotypical portrayals of black women in media. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much. Mean, yeah, maybe now. But more so back in the days. And essentially, it's like an overweight, dark-skinned woman who, you know, is a caretaker to Has those around her. Yeah. She's I, she's amiable. She's loyal. She's maternal. She's confident. But she's non-threatening. And she's obedient. And she aligns with the status quo. Yeah. So Mammy is the person who's going to, like... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? To... What's that word? Um... Can't think of the word. Doesn't yeah. don't need it. But okay, on occasion though, the mammy is also devoted as like or depicted as like a sassy woman. Yeah, you know, someone who has all those really uh, you know amicable qualities, but it's also like sassy and approachable and like fun to be around. So like enough that she makes you feel good about yourself, but doesn't disrupt the way you see her or the world around you. Do not care to be that for you or <laughs> anybody else. <laughs> and why would you want? Like that's just called slavery. Yeah, we did that. We That's already, been done. We already did that. That's just called slavery. I'm also not interested in being woke. And I remind people on a regular basis that, like, don't follow me if you're just looking for someone that you want to agree with. Follow me if you're looking for someone that you want to engage, have discourse, and disagree with. Because that's really what I'm here to do. I don't want to create an echo chamber. I want to create like a community of discourse. And if we're all agreeing, then I'm immediately bored. And I'm just going to create another Instagram page where I can fight somewhere else. And I wanted to clarify, though, because I knew once I once I made this post on Instagram, because, you know, I'm not in the DMs like that. So obviously there was a heaps of discussion and debate about how it's, you know, objectively... Um, not helpful for me not to identify as work because how do people benchmark their own politics if they don't have a visual benchmark of that in popular culture? It's called nuance. Again, literally, like, develop your own (laughs) politics. But also, this is not to say that you can't critique somebody or call them out or educate them or provide them with, you know, tools or suggestions about how to, you know, develop a greater understanding for the world. But you have to understand that... motivating someone to be better by your standards by holding them to ideologies that you or that they didn't communicate that's nothing for you wow you know what i mean wow it's not my problem that your projection of me is like glitching (laughs) (laughs) and you don't know what to do about it i got into a similar issue a while back when i actually it was on this podcast actually that i said i don't identify as a feminist Mm -hmm. and got a lot of slack for that but similarly to not wanting, I also don't want to ident- I don't identify as woke and I don't want anyone to identify me as woke. I just identify as a curious hoe. Nothing more than that. I'm not enlightened. I'm not woke. I'm not a feminist. Because I don't believe in attaching myself or belonging to any set of ideology or belief system. Your ideology and belief system might seem as liberating and as open and liberal as humanly possible, but as as soon as it's dogma, it's actually not. I'm just all about developing your belief systems from your lived experience and from actually engaging with people as opposed to what a set of ideas tells you to do. 
even if you refer to yourself a feminist, that's great. I understand that all feminism means is we're all equal and let's all strive for gender equality. I understand that. Of course, I'm all for that. But as soon as you create a ideology and belief system, yes, it makes it easier for people to follow. And yes, it makes it easier for people to understand what equality means. But those same walls that you use to make your life easier are the same walls that will imprison you. Because that's where you will lack nuance. If you're not creating belief systems and your own ideas from your own lived experiences, then what are we actually... Like, what is the difference? There's no difference from being attached to one or the other. It's just a different form of attachment. Absolutely. And we see this a lot, like the issue with... Conform, like I conform to ideologies all day because I think it's easier to communicate my politics in that way. Yeah. But like you said before, we find this with like feminism, for example. Like we know the majority of, you know, liberal, progressive women identify as feminists. Yeah. And that's fine and dandy. We understand equality, blah, blah, blah. But you see the dissonance in the way that those politics are communicated on a day to day basis Facts. when the average feminist doesn't know about intersectional feminism yep. or womanism. There's no or about trans like rights. misandry or how that all intersects. Or they don't or the average feminist might not understand that the patriarchy also affects men. Yeah. You know, it's like you see like, you know, ascribing to such yeah. a, an umbrella term has almost limited your understanding of the way that term intersects with people who aren't you. Right. So yeah, like you might get a pat on the back when you're in your uni class talking about, yeah, I'm a feminist and like I love like, you know, making sure that like pe- the wage gap, blah, 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 white feminist shit. Right. And then you get into a room of black feminists and then you realize your politics are, there's a, like, there's a gap in understanding and then what do you do? Right. So it's not to say that you shouldn't, as- like, as- like, you shouldn't aspire to be a more morally, socially aligned person but do it with (laughs) nuance do it with nuance but do it with intention also like what does okay once you um once you describe yourself as woke then what how do you really make sure that your politics are intersecting across all forms of people you cannot you cannot i know like it's one of those things where it's like (laughs) when we in australia a couple years ago we had this thing called the pleb thing Actually, we won't even get into that because it's just like, it's not even necessary. Yeah. I just know I'm annoyed with people who identify as woke because they out themselves in all these ways. <laughs> these men who out them, these men on dating apps who are woke until a girl doesn't want to sleep with them. Mm-hmm. Or these girls who are woke until you find out another girl's a sex worker and then you can't, you can't fuck with her like that. Yep. Or, you know, it's just like, it's baby steps. Yeah. So it's You're almost like. But it's blackface at your next Halloween party. Okay. Oh! Okay, oh! then. Okay. Because I'd be like, seeing oh, that yeah. daily. But it's also like that. Or like, you know, <clears throat> your politics are liberal, but you still can't understand why you can't say the N-word. Like, it's just like, you... Oh, yeah. Look, look, you, you out yourself every time. Yeah. So like I was saying, this is not to say that you shouldn't subscribe or aspire to be a morally aligned person, but watch what... Like, what do you even mean when you say you're woke? Like, what, you read a headline or two? Like, you kind of understand, like abortion access or like you kind of like we're reading the headlines what happened in alabama like no bitch yeah it's It's also boring and it's tired (laughs) and it's like you hold no accountability i was gonna say it's we need to draw the line between freedom and accountability and i feel like a lot of people in liberal and also like marginalized spaces 
toy that line like if you have if you're going to want freedom and you're going to practice your freedom you also must be accountable for what that entails and for the responsibility that you have with that one way that i like to practice my politics actually one way that i like to practice anything about my belief systems for example someone might say to me you are buddhist and i'll say i'm not buddhist but i practice buddhism there's a mm-hmm. huge difference yeah. in the way that I navigate and see the world by identifying as something versus practicing something. Because when yeah. you identify as something, you are, by definition, imprisoned by its limitations. If I'm a Buddhist, that already limits me from the vast array of like spiritual and religious ways of navigating the world. Why would as Buddhism is incredible? It's great, but it's so much better to practice it than to be it. I just feel like, similarly to feminism, I practice feminism, but I'm not mm. a feminist. So yes, I do what I can to practice the politics of gender equality, but I also know that like I'm limited in so many ways. And I also know that there's so much more nuance about gender that exists outside of feminism. But I can't mm-hmm. see that if I'm inside the box. Like, I can't see that if I'm playing by the rules of this one dogma. Dogma imprisons you more than it liberates you. But, like, experience liberates you more than anything else. Like, just Absolutely. go out and have your own lived experiences. But also similarly, I remember we were talking a couple episodes ago about, you know, performative activism versus genuine activism. And for the average person who is just dipping their toes into social politics and, you know, how to be and behave with wokeness in mind, Mm. I understand it might be... Yeah, it might be a bit scary beneficial. for us to be like, you can't identify as work unless you're going to be fully woke because that's just unrealistic. Oh, I'm not but even also saying keeping that, in, yeah. No, no, like, that's what I'm trying to, like, clarify for me. Like, identify as work, do whatever you want to. But I know personally, when somebody identifies as work, I will be quizzing your politics. Yeah. And I'll be holding you accountable yeah. for all the grey areas in your nuance. Absolutely. So it's almost like... And also, realistically, like, how much how much work one needs to do to uphold wokeness... It's just like <laughs> the av- us common people identifying as woke really does dilute the work that real activists are doing oh in their God, communities. Oh my God, there we go. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you really aren't a martyr for your cause, not on the front lines, mm-hmm. not going out of your way to actively change the viewpoints of other people around you and to approve the lives of people f- who are part of your cause and around them, yeah. then are you really woke? Literally. <laughs> We're out here calling ourselves feminists and Harriet Tubman is screaming in her grave. Like Honestly. She is People die for this. (laughs) And all I'm doing is tweeting. I wonder that. I do. Like, is Angela Davis offended that a common, common bitch like me would refer to myself as a whole (laughs) feminist? Me. Me. A commoner. I cannot. Bell Hooks is shaking. Oh, this is why Bell Hooks doesn't write no more essays. She's like, you hosts will take my words and reappropriate them for what? Literally. (laughs) For your flawed, (laughs) diluted, Mm watered-down politics. I'll keep them. Thank you. (laughs) And you see how, like, people stand for Bell Bell Hooks until she came for Beyonce. 
Yeah. And this is yeah. why belonging to an ideology doesn't serve you because you you couldn't even see the nuance of her yeah. critique of Beyonce. It it immediately became an attack. Yeah. And it's like but those if you, just you listen to this, please read Bell Hooks's essay on um, Beyonce's Lemonade. Yeah. It'll really make you question how your, you stand feminism as most things should and it's just like bobo said it's it's really difficult to stand for people wholeheartedly when you've attached yourself to certain ideologies like when you have people like let's say like feminist kanye fans yeah or like or like liberal <laughs> black kanye fans you know how hard it is to stand for kanye when every second word out of his mouth goes it's against slave. all your ideologies yeah. <laughs> all he does is remind us that we're slaves i mean i appreciate all he does. <laughs> That's our Gemini King. <laughs> that is honestly our Gemini King. Shout out to Kanye. So, I think we're getting cancelled after this. Look, it is, but honestly, like, realistically, I don't care if a bunch of people who, like, not even our audiences, though, but it's almost like if you are holding me to unrealistic standards, the sooner you realize I'm human, the better it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like getting cancelled is like being a phoenix. You rise to the ashes, you learn some new shit, you move on. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I don't know, but so if we're talking like let's let's be helpful because it's one thing to just bash that whole idea of wokeness. There are some benefits to wokeness. I do think that once you aspire or ascribe to being woke, it also sets a standard for those who engage and interact with you. Yeah. Similarly to when you you like you identify as a feminist and then you start to speak to men who don't. There's a point to educate. There's a greater good, so on and so forth. But. If your learning starts and stops with the first time you learn a new theory, then there's like going to be some gaps in your understanding and the gaps in your understanding may not affect the way you move through the world. Right. But don't be that feminist who only knows white feminists as the center of her politics. Or don't be like the black person denouncing, you know, black British history because we're centered around American history. It's like all these layers. And so if you're not damaging the way people see you, you're damaging like a lineage of people and their experience. It really pays to be educated about things that you're going to align yourself with publicly. Yes. And I have a question about that on that point. How can we better facilitate conversations with people who are not woke if we are woke? Be a better educator. Like <laughs> there's a lot of it's one of <laughs> So there's a lot of like it's not my job to educate white people energy. So if I'm woke yeah. and this white bitch is not woke because I don't know, like if you're white, realistically, you're probably not thinking about the woes and the perils of being black in your day-to-day life because realistically it doesn't affect you so if i'm woke and it's a lot of twitter energy a lot of like it's not my job to educate white people on my blackness how do we what what do we do with this like how do we bridge the gap so i think i had a similar concern with this um I went to, like, a, a, I was on a, a womanist panel and we were talking about the kind of dissonance we have with, I guess, exploring our feminism around white feminists. Yeah. And how, like, there are not a lot of intersection. Right. And I said, the thing that helps me is getting past educating and moving on to storytelling. Yes. I had to kind of take accountability. If I'm going to choose to be surrounded by my favorite whites and 
<laughs> and not be contributing to their education, then I can't really be upset when they're not as educated as I'd prefer. Mm. Similarly, I'm never going to understand the white experience. And so if not having the, a white person explain to me the woes of white guilt, white supremacy, whatever, then, you know, how mad can you really get? So yeah. learn to storytell. And storytell implies that you share your experience, not with the intention to, like, change somebody's mind overnight, yeah. but to give them the responsibility of consuming that and having you do your due diligence. Yes. And I would also I just add don't think we that. have don't make heroes and villains out of people. Don't make Kanye West your villain. Don't make don't even make Donald Trump your villain. Jordan Peterson is not your villain. I just think it's more conducive to actually have conversations even with people that you think are different from you in ideology. Because I just feel like you'll find that you have more in common than you than you think. It's like every time Bobo and I argue, we're like, oh, oh, Actually. okay, so the same point was made. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. Literally. <laughs> but also realistically, like, I understand that I, I sort of, like, engage with a lot of, like, mid to late 20-year-olds who have no time for those who have adverse political viewpoints yeah which makes me think to think that at your young age of 25 26 to 30 that your politics are so aligned and so considered that you can negate somebody else's way of living is so naive like i would much 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 like engage with a supremacist than a liberal person who has no time to consider any viewpoint outside of their own same i mean like yeah it's really frustrating and, and like people out themselves when it comes to like, you know, being a liberal person, but engaging with someone who is a devout religious person or engaging with someone who is a sex worker or a trans person. Yeah. Like your, your skewed politics really, really jump out <laughs> and you refuse to acknowledge it because you spent so much time berating right leaning people for the way they view the world that to now be viewed as someone who has learning to do, you don't want to do it. And it's sad. It's sad. It's so sad. And you put yourself on that pedestal and what did it do Mm. for anyone? Like, what did it do for the world? It's funny. Why have we prioritized um, anger over progression? Isn't that weird? I don't really think it's like the priority. I just think that it's almost like people just love to move mad. We want to be judge, jury, and executioner. And I think everyone's got a little bit addicted to a bit of authority. Yeah. We're all publishers online. We all know the high of calling out somebody who has really uninformed viewpoints. Yeah. And there kind of is no immediate, like, return with progression. Progression is a long-term journey. Yeah. And we probably won't see the fruits of our labor for a very long time. Facts. Whereas anger, you can get that shit, like, that's return to sender immediately. Immediately. <laughs> like, you get 50 retweets. <laughs> Yeah, retweets straight away. Honestly, these guys love you. I just think a lot of online activism is actually just self righteousness disguised as activism. Come on now, virtual signaling out the ass. Honestly, and which is like not a good or a bad thing, but just know that when you know, quote unquote, real activists are out there risking their lives to better your quality of living. And you've, like, considered yourself on the same level because you called out some (laughs) nameless, (laughs) faceless Twitter troll. It doesn't add up. I have a question. So remember with um, everyone turning their profile pictures blue? Not me. (laughs) Oh, my God. Flex, don't do this. (laughs) Flex said, not me. Yeah, not not me me either. And I really thought about it. Because yeah. I feel like there is there is pressure to be 
a righteous person and there's pressure yeah. to be a morally upstanding person. And part of that pressure is performative activism. Yeah. Do you think it's more... So a, a lot of the argument for that is, well, we're raising awareness. Mm-hmm. But I'm dubious of that. And I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's like, don't post the picture blue. I'm just, I'm just questioning right now. Like, I'm not for yeah, it yeah. or against it. This is purely just like neutral critique. What are your thoughts on, on changing pictures blue versus like actual investment? Like, and obviously most of us can't get on a plane and go to Sudan and like, you know set everyone on fire, like, do whatever the things need to be done. But there there was a whole conversation on Instagram about, like, how many of the people who post, who make their profile pictures blue have actually donated any money? And yeah. is are your efforts valuable if they're not actually making change on the ground? And I feel like a lot of that conversation was dismissed. Because it was just yeah, like... It was, it was just bad timing. <laughs> yeah, it was bad timing, which it, it, it actually was. A lot of that conversation was dismissed, but I think there's a larger conversation to be had about what is effective activism in these 2019. Like, what does it mean? I mean, mean? it's... Yeah, it's, it's tricky, though, because like we said before, and I said it, I'll say it time and time again, I do think performative activism has its place, it's just frustrating to me how those who perform that kind of activism want the pats on the back yeah. and the recognition. Yeah. Like, you haven't done much. You could do that shit in your sleep if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. You could do that with your toes. Unlock that phone, jump on. Like, it's not difficult work you're doing. Mm-hmm. And to really think that you contributed to greater change on, like, a macro level, you didn't do shit. Like, you really <laughs> didn't. And what frustrates me, though, is, like, the pats on the, like the pats on the back. I remember I was with one person who, like, we were hanging out that day, and they said to me, oh, what's with all the blue the blue um, profile pictures? I'm like, oh, Sudan. And they're like, what about it? And I'm like, God. As I just do a quick <laughs> Google. Within five minutes, they changed their profile picture and, like, uploaded a quick, like, oh, my God, my heart goes out. And I'm like, I was with you in that five minutes. You didn't have one conversation with me. Screaming. You didn't have one critical analysis of like, are we just being fed, you know, like some weird rhetoric? I'm are shaking. we getting the right information? What's really happening there? Because at this point of the blue profile picture, it wasn't like we all knew what was happening top to toe. Yeah. It was just at the very start where a few, like a few videos had gone around. Everyone's like, oh my God, quick, quick, quick. Let's do something to show solidarity. Yeah. So it's like, even in then, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just like, it's necessary. But I'm not impressed. Yeah, I would say the same. And that's why, as much as I'm sure people were looking at me sideways, like, oh, this bitch didn't change her profile picture. Oh, I got called out so many times. (laughs) No one called me out, which is surprising because people called me out every day. Um, Yeah. So that was surprising. But the way I see it was like, if we're being honest, if we think back to like the civil rights movement and what it meant to be an activist then versus now... I Mm -hmm. think we still have pretty much the same issues. Like, if we're just keeping it 100% honest, we pretty much have the exact same issues. And yet, the number of activists we have now are exponentially higher than the number of activists we had in the civil rights movement. And I think it's because our generation actually does prioritize applaud and external validation over results. Yeah. Because you, the validation you get is the desired result. So that's that on that, honestly. 
There it is. So if our activism is self-serving, what are we what are we actually doing here? <laughs> well, it's, it's what like, is the point of being is, woke? <laughs> this this brings me to the essential question: What is the point of being woke if it's only to serve you? Because we all don't have time. We all it's not your job to have conversations with white people about race. It's not your job to educate men about feminism. What is the point of being woke? Well, it's all you inherently good people who live to be virtuous. <laughs> Fake virtuous assholes. Excuse me, I'm inherently good and trash while living on earth. So. And this is why I like to identify as inherently bad because anytime I do something moral, it really just like adds some good points to me. <laughs> <laughs> when I do some so, fuck shit, well, b- so your self identification you is serving. I'm just managing expectations, really. Yeah. And like you said, like I remember. A friend of mine had made a post and said, you know, it's really cute that, you know, you hoes are, are sharing the picture, but here's a few links to donate. And what I did, I was like, this is the shit I'm talking about. Like, I really feel like I'm adding value here. Yeah. Because, like, th- and you, I, I would question anyone who put a blue uh, profile picture, what actually happened in Sudan? <laughs> and what is the result of what happened in Sudan? I would question, where is Sudan? Point <laughs> yes. on the map. Where is where Sudan? Is it? Where is it? Who is it? Who is she? Who, who is she? Do you know? And this is not to belittle you about your political efforts because you know what? We we have seen that, you know. Yeah. It does it does do something. It, we can't really, you know, quantify, qualify when and where the change happens and uh, to the result of what. But really, like before you do your pats in the back, like how much of your politics is for likes? And not saying that's a bad thing because I likes am. are a currency. No, I'm saying likes it's a bad a thing. <laughs> Likes are a currency too, you know. I just feel like to expect everyone to be altruistic and virtuous is unrealistic. So I'm yeah. not like we said before. Like if you start an NGO just to um, not pay tax, I'm not mad at that. Yeah, but know? that actually has results. So I'm not even saying it's about like even if you start an NGO to get tax benefits, you still donated a million dollars or whatever it is. Like your NGO still had results. And I prioritize that over your intention. But when even your intention, as well as the results, are trash, why am I applauding you? And I'm not saying I'm any better, but I'm just saying I'm just trash with my chest. Like, I know I'm not an activist. I know I'm really not contributing anything to humanity. I'm just out in these streets. But I also think... Well, no, maybe that's a stretch to say I'm not contributing anything. I think we all have our different ways that we contribute. Like, it might be veganism. It might be going no waste. It might be racial activism. But I also feel like there's a huge pressure for everyone to be everything. And I think that does more of a disservice than if we just were just like, you know what, I'm into this. Like, I'm going to donate to fucking saving the oceans saving the the fish that are dying, animals going extinct, like whatever it is that's your thing, do that. And I feel like even if you don't have a thing, I just feel like that's still fine. Like it's no one, no one should feel pressured. And I don't think activism should be mandatory because I feel like there's enough space and there are enough human beings for all of us to do, to do the part. Okay, but the problem with activism not being mandatory is not that people become neutral. They start, they start to denounce real-life problems. 
What do you mean? Like, think about, okay, think about, like, before activism became a clout currency, right? Mm. Before people were activists for likes. Mm. Back before then, conversations about injustice weren't mainstream, they weren't universal, and if anything, they were actually looked to be fake or fake news or, like, you know, just in certain communities, you know? Now that we are in this day and age of activism for clout, at least the conversations are becoming more mainstream and people are given the range to weigh in on discussion. Like, we've taken activism away from being elitist in some ways to being an everyman's activity. Granted, our outcome isn't achieving the same results in the same areas, mm. but it still has its benefit. And I worry that if we remove the onus of social responsibility, then people don't just become apathetic. They start to denounce the experience of other people because they don't have information to help them with their understanding of it. I think I think there's specific genres of activism that have become more mainstream. But I think throughout time, there have always been like different pockets of activism. But people just minded their business as far as this is my activism. And then that's her activism. I just think now we're just more like spread thin is what I think is happening. Whereas before, people were more focused on one thing. And I just question which is more beneficial. So it's like, yes, everyone knows about like racial injustice right now. But everyone also knows about climate change. Everyone also knows about whatever it is. But we're all, instead of like focusing on our or investing fully into the one thing, we're all spreading ourselves thin across race, gender, climate change, this and this and that. And so I don't have an answer. Like, I don't think... I'm not saying one is better than the other, actually, because I don't have a solution. But I do question which gives more results. Like you said before, we can't move into every experience worrying about the outcome, Bobo. I (laughs) finished. (laughs) It's about the journey, bitch. You know what? Like, Like we said, I feel like the desired outcome ideally would be change Mm. but i think we are creating little microcosms of change in different ways and i think the information and the sharing of information is enough for now and what we decide to do with it eventually i mean that'll come to fruition too i just worry that like i don't know i just don't think like how do i word this without giving people like no responsibility (laughs) My concern isn't, like, whether or not people's actions now are, like, you know, unified or if we're coming to a certain, like, an ideal, like, outcome. I'm more concerned with the fact that we have all this information Mm. and we are dumber than ever. (laughs) Like, why am I still explaining feminism to people in 2019? Why am I still explaining intersectional feminism? Why are we still talking about identity politics? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss why do we still talk about whether people people can say the n-word or not like these are this is more concerning to me that we have access to information and like we and we're still all dumb or every single one of us still dumb 
Yeah, well, it is and really it, it interesting. And it takes, like, a really highly emotional sob story for, like, most people to, like, to come together in solidarity. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't... Because if you look at the work that Angela Davis was doing, the work that Bell Hooks was doing back in the day, you would think mm-hmm. that by now, that work would not need to be necessary because, you know, she would have done the work. Yeah. But she's still out there getting work because the work is still necessary. And I'm just like, yeah. what is happening? What's happening? Why do we just continue to get dumber over time? I don't understand. Because I just feel like if we all just like came to realize that we don't care as much as we like to pretend we do on social media, then it wouldn't feel like we're failing as much as we have. This is exactly what I was saying. Absolutely. Amen. Like, if the average person was like, you know what, I just don't really care about climate change. <laughs> like, it's hectic that it's happening and the earth is getting hotter. But realistically, if I need to stop eating meat and start, like, uh, buying more consciously, it's too hard. I don't want to do it. Or just say with your chest, I don't really care about black lives in America. See, so when a hashtag pops through, I don't want to engage. There we go. Or just say with your chest, I don't mind Trump's policies. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just more, I'm just too apolitical and don't want to invest my time into politics. Yeah. Say it with your chest. It's all this like fucking like performative moonlighting as liberal ass people. And when push comes to shove, you're the outcome always out to you. <laughs> Like, everyone's saying that, like, no, 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 it's white men we need to be worried of. It's white men in America, blah, blah, blah. And then you get the results for the Trump election and it's white women. Yep. You know? Or it's like, no, 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 like, it's the straws. Don't use the straws. And then it's like, that makes up 0.025% What we need to do is boycott these corporations because it's not the fucking straws. That's the answer. <laughs> It's the straws. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's almost like there's a dissonance between like the amount you actually care, how invested you are into making yourself uncomfortable for the greater good. Yeah. And whether or not you're dedicated to, to like increasing your understanding of the information you've been given. Like remember when I was talking about on my story a couple months ago about asking my audience if they read the news and the majority were like, I don't have time. I work a 40 hour work week. Like I don't have time. It's like, there you go. (laughs) And that's why the world does not have time for you. (laughs) Like you cannot wait till the politics suit you to step up and give a shit. And then also you can't wait for everybody around you to dictate where your politics lie. Wow. Oh, but my friend said X, Y, Z and so-and-so like I heard Kanye said this. So, so so-and-so like, no, Katy Perry is a racist, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all these things are untrue. Yet your politics are centered on them. Wow. How does that feel? Wow. Oh, I guess I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree with you. I think a lot more honesty around how we really feel would help us a lot because then we know where we all stand if like you said if we knew that it was white women in america not just white men we could have we could navigate the problem when we're all out here pretending we just don't know where to navigate the problem what the problem even is more honesty would liberate us all mm-hmm. or even like and um, i think like there's there's room for ambivalence um and that needs to be normalized a little bit more Mm. like i feel like because we exist in these extreme states of like i care so much or i don't care at all those people in the gray area 
don't feel implored to to change the way they think about anything because they don't feel strong enough to die for the cause, which means they mustn't care at all, right? With the way that politics are are, are um, presented to us, you know, like if you're not going to the Black Lives Matter rally, like do you care about black people? And it's like yeah, you could, <laughs> like yeah. sometimes it's not that deep. Or if you're not advocating for, um, you know free like easy access to abortion so would you care about um people with uh, like people with reproductive rights like do you really you mustn't right or if you're not vegan do you really care about the animals probably not (laughs) (laughs) and that's that's actually the tea is that Mm -hmm. like it's honestly okay to be like hey i'm gonna not go vegan because i don't care that's fine it's honestly fine not everyone needs to care about the animals in the same way that not every white person is going to care about the blacks. I'm kidding, black people. Not everyone, like, not everyone's going to, not every man is going to care about women. And the sooner we just accept that, the sooner we can move forward. How do you all feel about this? Yeah. I'd be interested to see where people sit on this because, again, I don't want it to feel like we're giving apolitical people, not just when it comes to, like, politics, politics, but, like, the way politics intersect with your life. I don't want it to feel like we're just normalizing apathy because that's oh, not yeah, it at no, all. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. But if, if apathy, if normalizing apathy is the solution to getting everyone to stop pretending they're woke, then I'm happy to do that. <laughs> I don't think that, <laughs> no, I don't even think that's what we're doing at all. I don't, because people are inherently good, I don't think anyone is apathetic about absolutely everything. I think most people are apathetic about most things and care about something. I care most about climate change because I think against the backdrop of the apocalypse, everything is inconsequential. So I'm just not, it's not, I'm not going to be rallying for everything. That doesn't make me a terror. Well, I am a bit of a terrorist, but it doesn't make me a terrorist or a psychopath or Hitler. Just makes me a human being that realistically has 24 hours in a day has x amount of joules of energy to expend per day has x amount of brain power has x amount of just brain potential that i can use i'm just not going to be invested in every cause and no one is and that's okay i think that's what i want to normalize that everyone will have their one thing and they will ha- they will be able to invest what they can and for another thing is that like being black is already an extreme sport so i think investing in your happiness and your joy is actually a form of resistance <laughs> and like that's okay too like that needs to be done as well like just actually taking care of yourself getting your titty sucked is a form of activism because it's wild in these streets there was a point I wanted to make earlier, but I just feel like I've said all I can say on this topic and <laughs> it's just annoying me. Because also my other frustration with like this, um, like igniting people woke, is it kind of implies that there are like a select few people who are woke and so the work rests on their shoulders to do. Mm. And that if you don't uphold these woke standards and trickle them down to your audiences, then how can we be any better? Yeah. And that's what fucking pisses me off, though. It's this idea that, like, a select percentage of people need to be amazing so you have <laughs> guidelines on how to be a better person. Just fucking use Google. Just <laughs> like, literally it is use all Google. Here. <laughs> Just invest in yourselves a little bit, too. Because yeah. and also, it's kind of like, if... It's naive to think that we all have the same motivations in life. And so it's naive to think that our politics will match up as well. It's mm. like what I said earlier. Like, just because we 
we our politics intersect in some spaces we are also not the same person therefore we don't have to have to have the same interests motivators whatever so just if you're comfortable with the idea that people are complex and (laughs) and you're comfortable with the idea that you can't stop you can't keep writing off people who don't share your same politics it would be easier to improve yours because the the thing i'm finding with a lot of like progress and like i'm talking about progressive liberal people because they're other people that I engage with online mostly is that they've gone so far as to elevate themselves as the like moral neutral mm. that anybody who sits outside of them has been relegated to shit person. And that's unrealistic. It really isn't. And then as we said before, the easiest way to make sure that your, your worldview is strengthened is to talk to people who don't share the same worldview as Absolutely. you. Like you're not profound for like accepting that like gay people should have the right to get married. Honestly. Like that's not a profound way to live. <laughs> You're not profound, fam. <laughs> <laughs> like this is very basic and entry level. But what is limiting your idea is to not understand why people protest that. Because if you ha- if you took the time to understand that, you'd also understand why we're so divided by race and gender yeah. and sexuality. Honestly. But no, because in your bubble... I don't understand. This is so crazy. People are so dumb. You're the dummy, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So annoying. All you needed to do was open your mouth. On that note of like, go talk to other people. Someone recently put me onto Jordan Peterson. Um, That was me, bitch. (laughs) I didn't want to out you. She said someone like I'm not sitting in this right in this room right here. I'm over here protecting you so that the kids won't drag you. <laughs> Let them know. I stand. So flex. <laughs> she said someone. He he he. So flex put me onto Jordan Peterson because I had completely dismissed him from one interview and realized like that's such dumb bitchery. So flex put me on and was like, I actually think you'd agree with a lot of what he says listen to some things and I actually agree with a lot of what he says so you know what like Jordan Peterson is our white king I need you (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding um I need you he's also a Gemini so he's our Gemini king I need you all to just like open your hearts to Jordan Peterson he makes some really interesting points and it no, just, do you know what? Even not even doing that it because contextualizes like, his we, politics and like <laughs> everyone else who thinks like him. Yeah, and granted, there are a lot of his politics that I don't align with. But better yet, I want you all to think about someone like a celebrity, a uh, uh, like an activist, or a person that you mirror or uphold or celebrate their politics. And then actually research them, and I will swear to you, there'll be touch points in which your politics do not align at all. Yeah, and then tell me how you think about them. There we go. Remember when Taylor Swift was like staunchly apolitical and then she like started like siding like with Trump a little bit and then she was like into Bernie and then she was like into Hillary and now she's like all for the LGBT community. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. When you push like and like almost again when you force people into like having an agenda or having like nuance in areas where they just don't care, you get flip floppy politics. But also when you stop to not remind yourself that people and their politics will be nuanced because their lived experience is nuanced, then like you understand that it's not about like aligning with somebody top to toe. Like you ha- like Jordan Peterson is a good example. He's got like really, really, cause obviously he's like a psychologist, a philosopher 
and he's Christian. So obviously there's going to be huge touch points where he does not relate to most of his progressive audience. He's a Christian, so he's kind of like, gay marriage isn't a thing. Trans people aren't real. And then you're like, okay, that's when I like, I tap out. Yeah. That's when I tap out. Yeah. But... That being said, I'm sure, like, your parents have views you don't agree on. Facts. Are we cancelling them too? I'm sure your homophobic boyfriend has opinions that you don't agree Facts. with. Have you cancelled him yet? Wake the fuck up. Like, this whole, like, let me, like, be... Like, it's what I mean with the civility politics. People are so concerned with making sure that their politics are as... Um, as what's that word I'm looking for? As digestible as possible. As palatable. They're not thinking about and palatable. Yeah. They're not thinking about how there's so much nuance into why you think the way you do. Yeah. And honestly, like once you once you imprison yourself with your civility politics, you become the most boring basic bitch in the world. And what's worse than that? Like what's worse than being a and boring And this is also bitch. why we've probably come to this weird stalemate when it comes to political and social change. Because back in the Dizays, it wasn't about making sure that everybody was aligned and like comfortable with your politics. It was about saying what needed to be said to make sure that change was moving in the right direction. Honestly. Can you imagine if our forefathers and mothers were here being like, oh, I don't really want to like say that like, I, oh, I'm scared. Ah! <laughs> no, bitch! <laughs> they were dying for their cause. Harriet Tubman didn't die for you to be a basic bitch. Come That's on all now. we're saying. But also it's why I think like politics is so useless and performative. I just think I was watching the debates. If you live in the US, you probably watch the, the debates. And I'm listening to people's answers and I'm so bored because they're so clearly contrived and so performative. It's so clear that everyone has a brand. Like, this is Bernie Sanders' brand. This is Andrew Yang's brand. This is Kamala Harris's brand. And then they all have to fit inside that and sell their brand. Like, no one is actually just addressing the issues. No one is actually offering real solutions because they're more invested in fitting inside their brand and getting votes as opposed to actually getting results. I'm just here, like, my only point in this entire episode is let's prioritize results over being liked and being palatable Mm because it's not your job to be liked or to be palatable for anyone. It's your job to not be a dumb bitch. Yeah. And most of you hoes don't take it that seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Not being a dumb bitch should be your vocation. Oh my God, you know what? Someone DM'd me. But also, if you're going to be a dumb bitch, stop villainizing people who are your fellow dumb bitches. There we go. We're a community, so don't do that shit. (laughs) Don't villainize people for being clowns. Understand that we're all in the circus together. And that's what it is. Someone DM'd me a while back to tell me to stop using the word bitch because it's Mm -hmm. derogatory and it's not the woke thing to do. Ha! I know, the irony. I just remembered this now. And I thought about it. I was like, hmm. And she did make a good point. She was like, maybe it would be more empowering if we didn't refer to each other as dumb bitches and just, like, found something more empowering. And I thought about it. Yeah, but maybe it'd be less realistic. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say. I appreciate people's feedback always. And I thought about that feedback. not trying to empower people for just existing. Do better. Yeah, I've just decided to not take that feedback. A, because I'm not invested in not being 100% problematic. And also, I just feel like at this point, it's... 
Could I really be bothered to stop using the word bitch knowing that I'm using it as a term of endearment? Like, bitch, when I'm referring to you, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. why are we mad? And it's also such a banal issue. Like, in the grand scheme of things, is it really that deep? I don't know. I feel like I was listening to, a, a, a like, a, I don't know, like a a YouTube debate thing mm. where they were saying that fucking liberal people do this thing where they nitpick on basic things yeah. to provide themselves with like moral awards. Like, oh, I told this person that they should be drinking filtered water instead of tap water because the water has fluoride. Win for me. <laughs> and it's kind of like we distract ourselves from the, the big work because we're so used to living in a rewards-based society Literally. where we need validation for everything that we do. Honestly. Like you saying bitch is not is not the important thing on, on the scale <laughs> it really, right now. Like the okay? world is like, ending. We are in the middle of an literally. apocalypse and you're out here freeing the nipple. You're mad because <laughs> I've used the word bitch. Come on now. But no, freeing the nipple was an important movement. You know what I mean? Like I'm with you. I'm there. I get it. But also like the world is ending. Let's prioritize the apocalypse. Yeah, babe. So there we have it. Was there anything else we need to touch on? Um, I don't think so. I do feel like this was a dangerous episode. Like I'm feeling, I'm feeling dangerous. It is a dangerous one, but I'm in the mood to have dangerous conversations. Like it's getting yeah. really frustrated for me to have every thought I have affirmed and mirrored just for the sake that I have the loudest voice or the <laughs> biggest reach. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like question my politics if it means understanding yours better. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, And then also with things like, for instance, with this, like, should, should we, can we, like, say bitch or not say bitch? A great conversation starter. Take it to your, your groups of friends. Talk about what that means to you. Why is it okay for two women to call each other bitch, but a man can't call you a bitch? Yeah. We're in this the realm of equality, right? Let's have that conversation. Let's have that conversation. I'm with that. So it's like things like that where I'm like, you know, the, the politics are looking very one-dimensional. And I also feel like that's why we can't, sort of show a united front with very many topics because again our motivations for why we attach ourselves to ideologies aren't clear mm. like i said like i feel like wokeness is a, is like wokeness is a tool uh to secure yourself a route yep <laughs> wokeness is a social currency work is for clout work, it's not work for is results what you call it. it's not for results and i'm no. invested in results right now so it really doesn't matter who likes me and who doesn't. Like, it's fine. I'm just here for the results. Absolutely. Anyway, but people, those of you listening, let me know how you feel about this. Yeah. Let us know. I often feel... It's tricky, though, because when I have this conversation, I mean, there are a lot of people who who won't be revered as being woke so maybe this is not a topic for you yeah. but there are a few people who are out here educating their audiences and their loved ones on what it is to exist as a socially well-rounded person mm. and this is a topic for you not the people who found out what intersection intersectional feminism was <laughs> yesterday not the people who just found out that racism is real because Alyssa milano said so oh my god i like, can't i'm I talking cannot. like people who like those of you who have been referred to as woke yeah how do you really feel about it? Yeah. And and is it like, do you feel like there's pressure to maintain the standard of like caring about shit you don't care about yeah. because the consequence would be cancelled? What is the pressure? 
what is the pressure and who like who who is upholding this pressure on you like yeah. is, it, is it your your fellow work friends is it your non-work friends is it like school <laughs> is it work the impression is it internal I get pressure is that we all perceive a pressure from our community but if every single person thinks the other person is judging them it actually ultimately no one cares yeah it's all a perceived pressure that we've put on each other and it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Let's all just be a little bit more honest with how we're living our lives because you're going to die sooner than you think. Oh my gosh. You know what? Remember that time I made that post on my Instagram story and I said, what's an unpopular, what is an unpopular opinion you have but refuse to share? Mm. That kind of fucking discourse is what I want to hear. Yeah. Because what it did, Yo. it not only empowered people to stop with the fucking narrative and the facade of being a good person, mm. but it also uncovered the fact that people aren't very receptive to viewpoints that don't align with their own. Oh, yeah. And people aren't willing to listen and try and reinterpret or understand or consider a viewpoint that doesn't mirror their own. Yeah. There was so much to learn with the way people thought because obviously when you use the question function or feature on Instagram, you have like 30 fucking characters to say what you mean. Yeah. So obviously you need to articulate. I'm so surprised with the amount of people who are like, oh my goodness, like delete this, delete this, instead of being like, oh my God, I would love to know more. Right. Why do you think that way? Right. Very telling. Like you, And yet they <laughs> consider themselves woke. Could you imagine? I'm shaking in my boots. Actually but it was shaking. like, you know, a lot of things like, you know, um, someone said they're against commercial surrogacy because they believed it's entitled and exploitative. Uh, someone believes that the queer community can be the most exclusionary of all despite mm. our talk of love. You know, someone said um, having children is more it's self-serving immoral. than being selfless. Yeah. These are all character-defining opinions to have. And we're all performing. Everybody's like... Come on now. Just say it with and your like, chest. I would love to know that about somebody. Like, oh my goodness, you feel like having children is self-serving. I would love to understand where that stems yeah. from. Do you also acknowledge that if you hadn't have been born, you couldn't have had this opinion? Yeah. Interesting. Let's go on. But no, it, it was all this, like, the amount of, I had more people in my DM saying, delete you this, should delete, delete this, this, you should delete this, you can't house or amplify these viewpoints. Then I had people going, oh my God, I'd love to know more. Which also begs the question, why are you so comfortable with people having adverse opinions to yours in private? Mm. Like, why do you want your homophobes to be quiet? Why do you want your racists to be quiet? Why are you so happy deluding yourself to thinking that we all have the same aligned politics? Because when push comes to shove, these people are not here for you. There we go. Like, if we ever get back to the point where we are now going to be segregated by our race, gender, sexuality, socioeconomic status, more so, watch how comfortable people get when they realize they're part of the hierarchy. People aren't going to be checking for you. (laughs) And that's the tea. And that's because the, the, the fact that we choose to live in delusion over truth, this is why it makes the problem even worse. I remember when I asked that same question on my story and I was like, what are some uncomfortable truths that you refuse to talk about because of fear of exclusion or whatever? There was a lot of, (laughs) there were a lot of responses, A, about overpopulation and like everyone should stop having children because it's unethical and we have too many people. There was also a lot about like suicide and like we need to normalize suicide and honestly Mm. more people need to kill themselves. There was also a lot about um, more old people need to not be on life support 
there was so much a lot of inflammatory um but really fascinating viewpoints that and one no I would one love is to talking know more yeah. about you know no one and again, was discussing really, them it was really interesting to me because of those who were like oh you know like let's find out more let's find out more i'm like go fucking ask your friends and family what are some mm. unpopular opinions like i don't want to be the mouthpiece to your understanding of people like don't like <laughs> associate like these conversations or these discussions should only serve as you know a light bulb moment for you to take them and go to your people yeah like because then it gets to like oh flex's audience has unpopular opinions this audience is, is everyone these audience. are your people <laughs> like this is like a good understanding of the way people are orbiting around yeah it's so 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 interesting like it's i don't actually know man. fascinating be scared of the people around you because everybody is hiding some sort of top secret everyone even you're hiding a secret <laughs> tell us how you really feel but that's why i love this podcast because i feel like we just say things with our chest and like whoever comes for us comes for us and that's that's what it is absolutely and also if you're going to come for us please do your research and do your googles and i don't mean this in a condescending way but words also mean things so if i use a word i probably meant to use it and i meant what i said the amount of times i've someone's come to me with a critique of what i've said i have clarified using dictionary definitions of shit i've said and they've been like oh my god you know you're right i agree <laughs> Do your research. Come through. Let's have a real discussion. Yeah. Don't make me like snatch your edges for fun. It's not fun for me. I know people. All this anger bubbling that. up for you to be wrong <laughs> and loud. Don't do it to yourself. People stay doing that. It's wild. It's wild and annoying. Like some, you know that um the other day when Ivanka Trump was like, what did she even say? Hold on, let me find it. Something is like Ivanka Trump just made a post and was it no? Yeah, the kid, the daughter. Yeah. She was saying how like, you know, everyone deserves to live and like everybody is made equal and blah, blah, blah. Nobody should be like displaced from their home. And somebody retweeted her and said, like, have you met your dad? <laughs> and so somebody did me and she was like, you know, you should never hold a child accountable for what their parents have done. Like, oh that's such a horrible thing to do. And I was like, she's literally stood next to her father's side and affirmed his beliefs. I'm, so, I'm finished. Like, do your research. I'm done. And if you're going to be at a point of education, be willing to have the argument. I have a lot of people who, like, try and check for me and then don't want to debate. Oh, yeah, true. I get what you mean. Say how you feel. Yeah. Don't just back down because you thought you were going to check for me and I wasn't going to say Don't anything about it. Like, let's have this discussion. So boring. It's, it's, anyway, yeah. so if we're going to do a, a rundown of what we've learned in this episode... It is okay to identify as woke, but just don't be surprised when your politics are questioned and quizzed. Mm -hmm. Do not hold someone, do not bestow the title of woke onto someone as a tool to bind them to ideologies they haven't bound themselves to. It's not your place. Mm. Number three, if you subscribe to an ideology of any kind, make sure you continue to develop your understanding of said ideology. With that example, we talked about feminism. If the feminism you have the greatest understanding of is white feminism, (laughs) feminism? (laughs) If the understanding of feminism you have is only of white feminism, then your feminism is like 40 years expired. Basically. So. Do better. Please do your Googles. Um, What else did we learn? 
Um, oh, have- don't be afraid to not care. <laughs> like, not 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 even that, but also like you don't do anybody a favor by prescribing to a popular thought of a popular way of thinking to like avoid like being seen for who you really yeah. are. If you don't care about certain things, it is easier for you to just say I don't care than to attach yourself to an ideology and communicate it poorly because what you do is you dilute the strength of that ideology for the rest of the collective. There we have it. So if you are a feminist who's only identifying as a white feminist and all you talk about is the pay gap that doesn't affect most women, then when you meet someone who is adverse to the ideology of feminism and that is your only argument, watch how quickly you are dismissed. That one hurt a little. That one a hurt little bit, feelings. but I had to say it a little bit. That one hurt a some little feelings. Bit. What are your teachings for today, Bobo? My, I have two teachings for today. It is go and talk to people outside of your thought prison, and actually engage them, like engage them critically without judgment. And then another thing is, after you do that, then free yourself from your thought prison. By detaching yourself from belief systems that were never yours to begin with. Find some original thoughts from some original beliefs, some original ideas that come from your own lived experiences and not other people's. It is so much more fulfilling to live authentically as opposed to just being just opposed to just doing what you're told. And it's just not sustainable to perform for the rest of your life. You'll be performing and eventually you will be the clown when you tire of your own performance or when you forget your own lies. Because your lies Whoa, will catch up to you. Heavy. They'll catch up to you. Imagine tiring of your own performance. That's when you know you've really like you've outdone yourself. You really have. <laughs> you become a master of clownery. <laughs> you literally <laughs> The circus will never benefit you. Like stop performing. Do everything mm. with your chest or not at all because you're going to die soon. Oh, and mm. a question. Mm. Are your social politics for likes and social clout or do you actually care about learning about these causes to affect positive change? There's no right answer. There's no right answer. <sighs> Just food for thought. Wow. Well, there we have it. I hope you guys are not too <laughs> mad at us. We literally Being told you to go. a little bit mad though. It means you care. Yeah. We literally <laughs> told you to go um, listen to some Jordan Peterson. And to rethink who your are entire some, life. Who are some thought leaders that you enjoy listening to? Russell Brand. I would say Russell Brand, um, Amanda Seals, Jordan Peterson, yeah. Sam Harris. Ooh, Sam Harris. I like Rachel Cargill. Amazing. Wait, who's that? Uh, do your Googles, babes. Rachel Cargill. Wow, this We bitch. also like um, Bell Hooks. We do. Um, who else have we got? I only have just gotten into Bell Hooks, and I'm liking her. I'm a fan. Any other people that we can recommend? Um, this is not to say to adopt all their ways of thinking, yeah, but it'll no. really start to trigger some thoughts you have about the world and why you do. Um, a really old philosopher, Simone de Beauvoir, 
has some oh yeah yeah has some good thoughts on like feminism and existentialism um satra her husband who stole all her ideas was also pretty cool um who else i just esther perel yes look into her i like esther perel i just started reading oh alain de de botton Oh yeah, he has an yeah yeah, yeah 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 he has a YouTube channel called School of Life with videos yeah. that I watch like every day, and he's got I think two or three books. Yeah, I've actually read one the of moment. them on love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. ten out of ten recommend. I'm about to read a book about Marcel Proust. If I'm saying mm-hmm. his name right, um, so far he seems really interesting. Um, yeah, who else? My favorite nihilist Nietzsche. <laughs> I think that's about it. And that's it. Yeah. Oh, my husband Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. Neil. That's Zaddy. So go listen to him. Like talk to you about the different dimensions. About outer space. That's actually my kink. Like anyone who talks to me about outer space or time, like we're gonna fuck. <laughs> Says Bobo. Like that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> we're gonna happen. fuck. When's the last time you fucked, bitch? You a make love type bitch. Don't say <laughs> it. <laughs> When's the last time we connected spirit? I know. <laughs> I know it's everyday husband for me. Honestly, she said fuck like she said it with her chest. You try. I it. know. I only make tender love. <laughs> oh my goodness. Stop grossing me out. Oh my god. Bitch, try. Let's switch roles for a week. I'm going to go ravenously suck some dick and you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I've abstained from sex for how many months now? How is that going? Uh, my clit is raw. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got more time for hobbies. <laughs> Has your vibrator literally just like finished? It's on its way out. <laughs> like, but like no coincidence that I stopped sucking dick and then went to like how many countries in three months? Oh my God. That's literally the key. So That is the key ingredient the <laughs> to life. The less dicks you suck, the more money you make. I love science. <laughs> <laughs> That's philosophy as I well. I love right? physics. It's all there. <laughs> Literally. Oh my God. <gasps> Shut up. Oh my God. We're actually changing lives with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> unsubscribe, unsubscribe. And we're like loving it. Wow, we're changing lives. I know. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Honestly. So there we have it, guys. That was the moral of the story. Um, stop being a clown, love yourself more, stop lying, and suck less dicks. Okay. I'm suck actually less sweating. Dicks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, suck less And get dicks. your titties sucked. And get, yeah. Suck less dicks, but get your titties sucked. Don't breastfeed, that would be good. get your titties Imagine sucked. Imagine if that ratio changed, right? Because you know how, like, in heterosex, it's, like, really common that, like, the dick is, like, featuring in every activity. Yeah. Imagine if you just, if you just like, resisted, like, engaging with the dick. Like, did no hands, no mouth, and, like... Oh, my God. Just role reversal. I'm going to experiment wow. with that tonight. Bold. I think the guy would explode. Honestly, would be so mad at you. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'll try that out tonight. I'll let you guys know if I live. If I live to tell the story. Um, but in the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. We'll catch you in the next one. Follow us on Instagram at Bobo and Flex. Join our Facebook group at Bobo and Flex for all the juicy stories. We also have an incredible book club. We have a division in New York, in Melbourne, and in London. We're all currently reading All About Love by Bell Hooks. It's incredible. A1, 10 out of 10 would recommend. To join the book club, go to facebook.com slash group slash Bobo and Flex. And support us on Patreon because you love us. Give us a review also because it helps us make more content. And um, just send us some love. I love seeing everyone's love letters and everyone's Instagram stories. And my new obsession is watching people's pets listen to Bobo and Flex. Like, send me videos of your rabbits. I'm actually... Someone sent me a video of their rabbit listening to Bobo and Flex, and I just watched it on loop for hours. (laughs) So that's how I like to spend my time. So please do Imagine having a pet that became self-actualized before you did. Bitch. (laughs) Like that, I was like, is this food sustainable? <laughs> Did this lettuce come from a local farmer? <laughs> oh my God, actually, that hoe was like, is this vegan? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So do that, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye, sweethearts. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.